motherfuckers into mixed martial arts. You can't be done talking to me right here facing me, <laughs> dummy. You couldn't draw money with a green crayon and a white piece of paper. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f up. <laughs> Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. This is number one bullshit. Now you can only count the five. <laughs> hey, pussy, are you still there? I beat you after a weekend of cocaine. That's fucking illegal. <laughs> are you intoxicated? I'm not impressed by your performance. I'm not here to take part. We're here to take over. Let's go, motherfuckers. Are we live? Oh, I feel Boom. fire, baby. Boom. We are live. Wow. Welcome, everybody, to the brand new show. Not brand new show. The rebranded show. Extra MMA. Episode number 38. Wow, this is incredible. Um, wow, it is. 38, huh? Before, yeah, I mean, right, the show hasn't gone anywhere. We're just a new name, new little paint of color. We're associated now with the fastest growing esports e sport organization, one of the top five Fortnite teams in North America. Shout out to the Extra Boys. And this is very exciting for us. Um, kind of before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes of our show, right? The MMA, the talking. Oh, I'm Andrew. I'm joined here by Cena, as always. Carlos, as always. Welcome, boys. Hello. Good How are you? Guys. How's everybody doing? Still marketing. My bad, guys. No, you're good. You're good. Um, hi, everybody on Twitch. Welcome. Thank you to the show. Thank you for coming to hang out with us on the show. Uh, before we get into the big, big portion of our show, MMA, Mixed Martial Arts, um, I think it's important that we stop and take a minute to kind of discuss what's going on in the world right now. Uh, I'm sure... As you all know, right, you're not living under a rock. Uh, people are rioting. People are upset. This country is hurting. Uh, there was a black man killed, George Floyd. He was murdered by the police in broad daylight. And the single cop has now been charged. But his accomplices in the accessory to murder, his three fellow cops that were right next to him, roaming free. And right, uh, we're a very small show. Our platform is very small, but we're going to get bigger and bigger. But it's our duty, it's our due diligence to have this conversation and say that this is not right. This is unacceptable what's going on. And right, this country is never going to be perfect. The world's never going to be perfect. But that doesn't mean you stop fighting for that change. And yeah, I don't know if there's anything else you guys kind of want to say about this. I'm about to put this this claim up on Snapchat that I'm we're talking about this. Sorry for this, guys. I'm then going to put my phone <laughs> down and then I'm going to join the conversation 100%. Carlos, would you like to speak your mind? Because I heard, I will, I will comment uh, last. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, you know, it's it's very sad. It's very sad. That, and I think um, a lot could be done in the way of human resources for uh, some police departments across the, con the country, probably most of them, uh, because that's how I see it. I see it as a human resources issue. I think that uh, what do you, you mean? cannot get, well, too many cowards <laughs> become police officers. And as soon as you give a coward a little bit of uh, uh, power, they're bound to abuse it because they're a coward to begin with. That's why they, sure. they ran towards something that would make them feel empowered because they could never feel that empowerment on their own. Now, many police officers are not. And I take my hats off to them. I, you know, I, I feel that the issue should be localized. Each incident should be localized because when it comes down to individuals actions we need to treat the individual and outward like you guys have mentioned about the other police officers in my opinion they're participants as well Facts. but i feel that the way to protest is is for each individual place because uh as much as i am not either pro or against police the guys here in town have had plenty to deal with and they've done a decent job at it 
uh, we had the, the, the shooting here in Las Vegas, and I don't sure. think that our cops here deserve to be dealing with looting and rioting. You know, that, that's no business here deserves to get trash right now downtown because, uh, because of this, this, this something that happened elsewhere. Because when, you know, we don't go after every bald guy when a bald guy assaults a woman. So that's just getting into too easy of a mob mentality that doesn't require a lot of uh, desertion in your own rational consciousness. It's really easy to jump the gun and go outside and start screaming. Well, if you're so into it, go to Minneapolis and help those people that, that were affected by that guy. Let's make sure that individual gets it. And that's how you affect change. Because you're not going to have some mandate passing because of all this rioting and looting that's going to change the world. Well, like right there, she is. You start in your community and you call each other out. You call them yeah. members of your own community that are not really behaving in a manner that is, that, is, that is respectful and that is constructive to the society that they exist in. You know, you, you start cleaning up at home, but everybody wants to clean up far away. You know, and in the middle of all this, now half of these people that are riding in places that are not Minneapolis, you know, here in Las Vegas, honestly, I think that the abuse is pretty much equal. I don't think that our cops are racist. I think they may be more abusive, and, but I don't see a racial component to their abuse. I just see a regular police abuse that, by the way, I, I definitely have to disagree. Anyway. And I have to disagree just out of personal experience. Unfortunately, I know I never thought it would happen to me and I'm not victimizing myself because my experience was nowhere near I was let off so first of all, but I'm just saying I went I got into a run-in with some cops where it was very clear I was like just a normal kid like I was in a work uniform with a backpack in the car that I gave him the backpack to look through I even said officer I know my rights and everything you are more than welcome to look through my car do whatever you want um, I have nothing to hide from you. You have full reign. I, you can you can even step over your rights and actually look through my car wherever you want. I, I have that much faith that I'm doing nothing wrong. And this dude pulled me out the car and made me do eight drunk tests, which I you know I passed all of them. And after I passed them, dude, the look he gave me scared me so much that I literally said, "I said like, oh, we were in the middle of the freeway." I was like, "Officer, not gonna lie." I'm a little bit nervous right now just because I've heard about these situations on the news and it's clear to me I'm not doing anything wrong and you're prolonging the situation which means there's probably some hidden intentions so I'm a little bit nervous if I I'm gonna say this out loud because I don't know what to assume right now so I'm just gonna say that loud and the woman his partner took me and took me back in the car and she said you need to be careful you were very close to getting uh, in trouble and then that was it so maybe it wasn't racist. Why were you pulled over to begin with? He thought I was drunk. He thought I was drunk. You were I said, just driving regularly? Yeah, I, I, I probably made like a... I don't know. I, I drive pretty safe. I really thought I was like, I must have made a bad turn. Because no cop would just pull me over. Like, and my car is like a normal car. So I'm, I probably was... I stepped over something. I, I, I drove off the lane of maybe... But I don't recall. I would just say it hit me out of nowhere. And then he said, you were driving awfully. You were, you're drunk. I think you're drunk. We may. I was like, oh, I'm down to do whatever you need. I just, whatever I, I comply. Like, I will prove to you I'm not drunk. So I don't know. Maybe, I, I'm, I, maybe I'm victimizing myself. But I can't I mean, say. I mean, people have different. Listen, my perspective is I've dealt more with cops than you would ever. Yeah, guess. probably. I mean, yeah. I, I've, I've been arrested. <laughs> and I have never been mistreated. I was treated accordingly for the asshole I was being at each particular time but did you, treat, you know? did you treat them well like did you respond like uh, to the cops like, well, like not, yes, not, sir? Not, not when i was a juvenile for instance you know 
not the time that a fucking helicopter and 17 police cars chased me down to a neighborhood after a 102 mile chase down ramp. <laughs> Wait, not really? That that, how, how did that, that time, feel? That time I was talking shit as I got pulled through the window of my car by my dreadlocks when I was 17 years old. And they threw me in the car in the, on the ground and beat my ass real good. I see the helicopter up above. They and beat your ass? Scared this no, you know why it happened? Because it was late at night. I was drunk as a skunk. I was driving like an asshole in a sports car. And the police officer in a motorcycle that was at the intersection where I flew by got terrified that I was really doing something wrong. And then when I tried so hard to get past him, they figured I must have been a real piece of shit. So he was terrified. My, that's my point is to me, as much as I took my lumps and they threw me on the ground and they pulled me through the fucking window, there is no world in which I can paint myself as a victim in that situation. You know no, I, mean? I agree. That's, and I, there in that situation. And, 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 and I'm an immigrant. I wasn't born in this country. Yes, yes, and yes. English is my second language. So I, I get it, but I cannot, I cannot just fully condone the manifestation of their emotions right now where I find it to be unrelated, where some of the smallest businesses in town were hoping to reopen and they can't do it because these assholes are out breaking windows and causing a ruckus. 80 people got arrested last night. If you get arrested rioting like that you and you get sick, for instance, and you catch the fucking virus, they, they shouldn't treat you. I thought, I thought we're supposed to be quarantining. What the fuck is the deal? Oh, now you're not scared? But to break windows, you're not scared, but... You're good on the stimulus. Well, and so, you know, it's interesting. You know, it's interesting. There are protests. Well, there, it's so interesting, right? Because there are protests in last night in like Beverly Hills, in Detroit, in Flint, where the police officers actually walked, walked with the protesters. And right, awesome. there's, no there's no damage there. Metro last night, right, instigating, arresting photojournalists, right? Uh, two photojournalists by the Las Vegas Review Journal taking pictures got arrested. I mean, media's getting arrested everywhere. Like, police brutality is a problem. It's a very real problem, and I think you put a great point on it, Carlos. You said it starts in your community, and I would argue these people are advocating for change in their community by protesting in their communities, in Vegas, in Reno, in all these different areas. I mean, yes, it is sparked by this singular uh, act of injustice that, work, that acts almost as a ginormous symbol for everybody, as it should, right? Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. I, 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 think, I think I agree, but I, I have to say that they should be going about it uh, in a smarter way. And I think that that's without a doubt. I think they should not be breaking windows. That's all I have to say. I think you should be going about it. You could. I don't mind if the, the getting together and protesting, whether they get corona or not. It's at the point where we're that, that's where we've reached. Um, but let's do it peacefully. Let's not break everything. Let's stand in place. Let's look them in the eyes and let's say, yo, you know, this is bullshit. But I, you know, I, I have to agree with Carlos. I cannot, I don't understand. Like, what is, what's your logic? What do you prove? What do you prove? Well, here, because let me, about all those people that were out there, what if they got together and said, listen, we're, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna ask for the help of the biggest corporations of America on this issue. None of us are gonna shop at Walmart until Walmart jo joins our costs and our costs for changing our community of whatever, whatever. How about that? Oh, no, but you got to have your whatever, right? Again, walk the walk, and I'm behind you 100%. This is not walking the walk. And I'm just an old guy coming up with I one just... idea in a silly MMA show. I'm sure that sure. there's brilliant 24-year-olds that will come up with a thousand better ideas in a week if they spent it doing it differently. 
or the system's just so ingrained that's impossible to change, right? Okay. Right? I mean, or I mean, what are you gonna do? Vote? LOL? Like that's gonna work? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this, this has been tried before. Like what I suggest. Sure. Sure. I'm not saying vote. Put pressure on corporations with your pocketbook. Yeah. That, you have full control of that. Bob, well, I hate McDonald's. to be pessimistic here, but there, there is no. I mean, at this point, we need to stabilize the situation. There will never be change. They just won't be. We should just give up on that. And I'm sorry to sound like it's just everybody has prejudices involved and egos involved. It's, we've been like, it needs to stop. Like, I don't know how to describe it. We can keep voicing our opinion, but the opinion's been voiced. You know, like, these are acts that just should not be committed. And then it's, it's a whole cycle. So, and no one is willing to take the hatred and stop it. So in my, in my opinion, you know, because certainly minorities, especially African-Americans are, and now they're talking about, I see people on, on Instagram, this really irritates me. I see African-Americans, my friends, that I really care about saying, picture of uh, all these cops saying, all of them must go. I'm down for everything. I agree with you guys. But let's, death, you know, like these, now everything is getting out of, it's going to extremes. So at this point, we got to stabilize the situation. Um, Honestly, though, and I, I said this to my friend, one of my friends, I said, listen, bro, I get what you're saying, but you have bigger problems in your life. You're dead broke. You can't afford to pay rent. You have no ideas about what you want to do in life. And all oh, you're very rude to people like you have other issues. You know, I tell I told my friend this, like work on those before, you know, I get I get what you're saying, but work on yourself because a lot of a lot of these people are speaking up out of their own bitterness inside themselves. Um, my opinion on this is just, I feel like it's very sad. You know, I personally don't trust any cops. That's just me. Um, How can you? <laughs> I just don't. I don't. No, I, I mean, I, I, agree. I agree. I agree with that 100%. But let me tell you what I consider to be an elevated perspective of, of thinking, okay? If you look at the police, like at the judicial system, to me, a good cop is a hero. A shitty cop is a janitor in a bathroom because he's not the judge he doesn't make the laws he doesn't get to decide shit he doesn't even get to decide his uniform or his own shift for that day okay so to me i don't want to have an argument with a cop that i consider to be a, a garbage one like a, a janitor any more than i would with a janitor in a restroom that's not the person to have an argument with you pulled me over okay i'm sorry What's your excuse? I don't have an excuse. I'm not making excuses. You're 100% right. That's what I do every time. I say, sir, that's whatever. It. That's, that's it. it. Take that's the it. L. Take the L. Take the L. Because, because I'm not a threat, so I'm not going to do anything that denotes I'm a threat. And I'm not trying to have an hour-long discourse. That gives him power, which is what he's looking for. Yeah. So now we're going to have this back and forth. No, yeah. we're not. You're right. You win. Give me my ticket. Do your job. Goodbye. Diplomatic. Be above that Facts. low individual be above that low individual without disrespect without your ego getting bruised well i know my fucking rights man this is not the fucking is this the person to have this discussion <laughs> yeah this is this is where and again i've dealt with that believe me i have a lawyer takes care of all of my tickets i interact <laughs> with the cops my entire life okay my entire life and I'm not the best driver in terms of obeying the speed limit, okay? I never once make a fucking excuse. I never contested a ticket. I've never said that it wasn't me. No, this is what the game we're playing. I'm a radar detector, right? So, hey, for every one that they get me, I got them on 100. And on the one that they get me, I send it to my boy, and that turns into a $100 fucking parking ticket. 
Everyone that riots has wasted $100 on something. So there's a different way to deal with it. It's not about money. It's about elevating yourself to, from that situation. And that's what frustrates me. That's something you're, you're asking for quite a lot there, brother. Not a lot of people. You need, to have a high, you need to have a highly trained mind to do that consistently in a lot of situations. I feel like, for, and I'm, I'm going to relate to that. I feel like I, and I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm definitely getting there. But I definitely have been through the ringer in the sense of, stabilizing my emotions i feel like i never back when i was younger like 21 i was like i saw no end in sight when you and i was angry when you disrespect me i got angry but now uh, at 24 about to be 25 in six months you know i feel like i'm you know i see the growth i see my i'm just see myself flatlining and calming and i think that you know that's just reading training your mind that's these are a lot of things that not a lot of people do so for you to say you know i want i agree with you but, but, but that's not but gonna happen everything you're saying is right but it, it's depending on one thing of you make taking it upon yourself to improve at it yeah not against yeah. not against a metric not against mm -hmm. a specific time goal or against another individual just against your whatever you want to improve on just get started yeah because they say that's a highly trained mind yeah. well i mean we could get into a whole other conversation but training is right i've spent years of thousands of dollars of fucking therapy and shit like it's not like it just happens but it starts with you giving a shit and saying okay the first person i need to hold accountable is this motherfucker mm -hmm. you know and if you can do that then you don't find a lot of those confrontations because a lot of those confrontations are really projections of how each one of us is feeling and all the angst that each person's carrying inside. Uh -huh. And somebody looks at you wrong at the gas station and you go ape on it. On it. What the fuck are you looking at? Well, fuck you. You know, like, like a lot of us and people in general and men are carrying a little bit of that around, you know? There's the a testosterone, that ego. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, me, myself, a little caveman in there in a fucking cave. Yeah, myself and every included. once in a while, he rattles that shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, let me out. You know what I mean? No, and I, I get <laughs> down on myself. I get it, man. I get down on myself, but like, I, sometimes some part of inside of me, like, always has to you know I, and i relate to that I, I hate admitting it. it i get down on myself sometimes i react in that sense too where i'm like i i have to like show my you know alphaness and it's just like be above that but you know sometimes i let loose and i slip up dude that's why i'm addicted to martial arts i, I want to listen if i had the time morning, i would start this morning i woke up having a like i said we're gonna have a stressful week in my household coming up and I was just like super stressed. First thing, I, I, right after I got done with everything, I told my wife, okay, now I'm going to hit the bag for an hour because this is the only thing that's going to take care of this right now. Like, the, there's just, you know, that's just, mm -hmm. but, you know, manage it, managing it in any way, whatever that is, that's, that's, that can be positive or neutral at the very least, I think it's super important. That is crazy. You know what's crazy, Carlos? I envy kind of. You have a family. I like that so much. I'm young and I'm 20. No, I know, I know, I, I know, but I kind of, I like Carlos's family. Like, they're, they're a team. You know, have you guys, have you, have you ever seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, my goal, that is my goal, Andrew. My goal in life, I was thinking about the other day, the one thing I really, really desire right now is I want a team. Like, just a, but not even that, you know, uh, there's a saying in Game of Thrones, Carlos. The King, King Robert Baratheon says, what's stronger? And I'm going to ask you this question. An army of five or an army of one? an army of five so an army of five or an army of one oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was dope so i that was that was a really good quote and it got to me um but i agree with that i envied that carlos um and i think that a lot of a lot of people display this negativity going on because they don't have a tight-knit team like that at home 
And I think that's a big factor to a highly trained mind into all these things is having a good base. But it starts with effort. Yeah, of course, of course. Effort into, effort into anything, by the way. Not, I'm not saying effort in a specific way. Like whatever, a lot of what I think is causing people to react in a negative way is a lack of fucking direction. Yeah, you know, because yes. Because if you were, if you were, if you were busy it. doing your own thing, as much as you're sympathizing and you want to do something about it, you're focused you don't on really your grind. have the time to go fucking park over there and start out with a fucking yeah. thing and drink Fact. a half a 40. Because, because let's talk about, you know who the real tragedy here in this riding is? The parents of the transitioning riders. Because there's a rider that shows up with good intentions and nice clothes and a fucking handmade sign <laughs> and he's out there, right? And he runs to one of the shady type of like rioting type the right? the anger and then, yeah and he's like here you go brother have a drag of this joint he's like well i guess i gotta blend in takes a little bit of a drag next thing you know that guy walks in with a 40 takes a swig of oh, the, yeah. fuck the covid and next thing you know he threw an accelerating break through a window <laughs> felt great he didn't start out that way he didn't mean it and those parents are like jesus christ it's just crazy how many people's you said it earlier, so many people's small businesses are just going to get fucked because of this. Like, I would be so Especially mad. Especially the downtown ones, those little ones. No, those, those are like, the ones that, yeah. Like, I know a girl that just got started her own bar there. I'm like, fuck. So, yeah. Well, I have, and, and the big ones, too. Like, one of, I have customers that are right next to the detention center right around there, you know, downtown. Mm -hmm. So if those, some of those casinos were hoping to start opening up and all that, and all these people are getting arrested and all this is what's going on and you're near the detention center downtown, well, that's a problem too, because it's going to take a little bit more time for that to boot up, you know? So there's, there's obviously a lot of more ramifications to all that shit that I don't think people necessarily think about when they're emotional and they just have to like go in that moment. Yeah, it would, it would just, Right, it would just be better if please stop killing people. All right, that would solve everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as simple as that. Well, <laughs> wow, we figured it out, everybody. Good job. <laughs> We've done it. Um, I think I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to say on this? I'm good on this. I want. There's okay. speaking of. There's some. There's someone we need to talk to. Talk about today. You know, my man T Wood. That we're gonna have a very hard, you know, sad discussion. Carlos, I know you have something to say on that. Uh, we have to talk about his legacy. We have to talk about his legacy. We have to talk about everything. But Andrew, let's go ahead and get it started. My bad. You're good, baby. I love the way you took over. That was beautiful. Uh, that actually gave me some time to stall, and I'm still stalling. So if you want to take back well, over and kick it, I'm on this conversation. Precipitation. <laughs> Condensation is my favorite. Weather. No. Uh, no, honestly, <laughs> I, I watched that, um, and I was with. I was talking with Colin. Mind you guys, in case you didn't watch, talk too much. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Hold on. Wait, wait. Before we get into this, let's do this housekeeping. We have to talk about this, what? right? We transitioned from extra into talk, or from talk too much into extra, and that's an incredible thing. And Cena, is there anything big you want to say about this since you were really the, uh, I don't know, the proprietor? That's a weird word for it. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, I think, uh, I just think that our show, you know, is really, it's going to be really good. I think, I think we need to understand that we need to be realistic. We're nowhere near the level we were at when we stopped in December. We're not as good as we used to be. We got to get back to that in the sense of our content, the ball rolling and the marketing. And that's a lot falls on me. So that's my fault. And I'm, I'm working my tail off to get us back. I thought 37 was our best episode. 21 views as shitty as it is, but it's, it's better than nothing. It's better than it has been. So we're starting to get a ball rolling. Uh, so I was thinking to myself, you know, I do, I'm putting too much effort. It was just spreading me too thin. And I, I thought that 
this show's going to be very good soon and we have so many fighters and people we want to talk to i want to you know i want to grow extra athletics you know this is my little project you know manny entrusted me with it you know um he said see you know i you know and i I, i'm the only member in extra out of all of us so that's why i made the connection is because i was thinking myself instead of us doing this separate show on on the separate page i might as well you know get it combined yeah yeah more eyes on it makes it makes perfect sense and so i um i really you know uh, we're gonna i put this i took out talk too much i want to take out this overlay for next episode but yeah long long story short we're gonna get into mma but long story short guys um i want to grow this into the best mma podcast in the world over 10 years that's a very feasible goal if you start something you should plan to be the best in the world at it and if you can i don't i don't know if you know this but we are the fastest rising mma podcast in the world right now as fact check by myself so you know i'm always telling the truth how do you know how do you know that you know, I'm just making this up. Just go with it, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Oh, I was like, I was, I, you took me by surprise. I was like, oh, really? I was like, what the fuck? I'm missing something hey, here. If we say it, it's going to be true. If we got to keep saying it, it's going to be true. We're the fastest rising MMA podcast out there. We will be. Well, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not a capper. But long story short, we're going to be. And um, at this point, I'm just excited to extrify everything. <laughs> That's all I like. That. I like that. Well, let's get into this MMA. Uh, we want to start with the Gilbert Burns, Tyron Woodley, in a unanimous decision. No, 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 Gilbert... let's, let's finish with that. Okay, all right, we'll start then. Yeah, let's yeah. go down to... Um, beginning, beginning. Let's go down to the prelims. Let's go down to the prelims. It's a fun prelim card. Um, I don't know, the, the, the main fight, the two main fights stick out for me from the prelims. Go ahead. Casey Kenny uh, getting, just absolutely putting all of the smoke. On Louis Smoke, Smoke Up, yeah. Yeah, putting all the smoke on him. Um, Brandon Roy Ball gained ah. submission in the second round over Tim Elliott. So the reason why I want to bring this up is because he had a post-fight interview where he talked about, about, yeah, he brought, uh, he had this post-fight interview where he's getting interviewed by DC and he's oh. upset. He, In his opinion, he didn't have a good enough performance because he's not going to get the fight of the night bonus. He's not going to get that 50K. He's not going to get that life-changing money. And he has to go to work Monday morning. Oh, you're good. I knew you were going to allude to this, Andrew. Go ahead and I mean, say that, it. Just, no, right? no, no, no. Say it. What's your, your segue into? Say it. Dana White's trash. Go ahead. Say it. No, I know you're going to use this to justify that state, so go ahead and lead us. Sure, yeah, there. absolutely, right? This is an argument. Oh, why. I know. You know why? You can pay his fighters more money. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk more about this later also with the John Jones team. That's what we're going to finish a with, A great right? example. That's yes, what, okay, absolutely. Okay, good, because we need oh. to bring this up then. All right. So, go ahead, say it. Say it. Uh, Dana White and the UFC should be paying more fighters. Should be paying fighters more probably. How right? They pay them maybe twelve to fourteen percent of total revenue from the years of like twenty twelve to twenty fifteen because that's when the public data was available. Um, so you would have to assume, right? If that was the trend from twenty twelve to fifteen, you would have to assume that maybe they're paying fighters fifteen percent of total revenue. Either way, if you look at the NBA, if you look at the NFL, they're getting a much larger share percentage wise of the revenue. They're making, they're bringing on 82 games a regular season, plus playoffs, plus there's so many more ways for the NBA to make money and those fight, those players sell more. In this situation, I think Dana White said it in his interview. He said, God damn it, Fartnite's back, Andrew. The same dude that trolls us every time. Hi, how are you, Fartnite? Yes, <laughs> Fartnite. What's up, buddy? Uh, so, Andrew. God damn it. I, that's what's wrong with my head. I always lose my train of thought. What was I talking about? Uh, Brandon Royval, uh, Dana White, yeah, not yeah, yeah. And, and Andrew, Andrew, uh, what, what, what you, listen, Dana White said this in an interview, and I want to hear your opinion on this. Sure. 
I'll say that for the later segment. But but, but basically what he said is, you're paid on how you sell. That's what sure. gets you that. So well, how, do you, how much do you want to pay Brendan Royval, Andrew? Because I know you're saying you should pay his five more. Do you want to pay him a hundred thousand dollars a fight? Brandon no, Roy I don't. Val? I don't know what the percentage is, right? Like, so if you look down at the breakdowns of the fight, if you bump each fighter by, I don't know, like a percentage points so now, as a, or, so, or maybe you make the total share of revenue. So if fighters are being paid only fifteen percent of total revenue, I know that's not the exact number, but for argument, make that number twenty percent, and all of the fighters get a rising tide, right? That would make their quality of life. That would make their ability to train. It would just be higher. We wouldn't have fighters who are fighting. And that's a we wouldn't have professional athletes having side jobs. We wouldn't have professional athletes in a professional league, not a league, but a professional sports organization, right? They claim to be a sports organization, not sports entertainment like wrestling. Okay. But we have our professional fighters who have side jobs. That's and shitty. Andrew, that's just shitty. Andrew, I don't think the UFC can afford to pay every single functioning fighter on their prelim fight night cards. Oh that money to make them so happy. They have to get good no, enough I, to reach sure. that level. Agreed, agreed. I'm not saying this guy deserves a fucking $100,000 increase, but I'm saying in terms of relation, if fighters on the whole are only getting 15% of total revenue, that's shitty, dude. That's not a lot of money of the total segment. That's a not a lot, that's not a big piece of the pie, so to speak, you know? That's kind of shitty. Then that, yeah. Then UFC needs to get bigger then. The UFC, I feel like, guys, the UFC, we keep saying, oh, it's the fastest growing sport in the world. It's still in its genesis. We need, uh, you know what we need? You know what's going to take this organization above and beyond? The guy that surpasses John Jones 10 years from now. Sure. The guy that is a role model and sells and is the, has the talent that's better than John Jones. And I'm, you guys, we all know how human evolution works. It, that day will come. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, you can see in the sport, like, right, we went from, like, the Randy Couture's, the Chuck Liddell's, to the John Jones, and it's only going to increase, it's only going to, the, the level, the bar, so to speak, is only going to get higher and higher, ideally, hopefully. I mean, I guess, Andrew, but, like, I, I still don't know, I don't know how much what you can do differently than John, I'm assuming he's going to be more athletic or something, but, yeah, that's just all my point was, is, <clears throat> that was my only point, okay. sorry, sorry. Human evolution, <laughs> human evolution is just undeniable. And I, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, people, all my friends will disagree, but there's just no doubt in my mind that, you know, John Jones will probably get surpassed over the next, dude, sorry, Fortnite's taking my, just, can you read this chat? <laughs> Fortnite is talking about how he knows every football player. He even knows Tiger Woods, the best football player. He plays uh, shortstop, right? I think that's the position Tiger Woods plays in football. Yes. He plays uh, back to the fight. The... Sorry. Back to the fight. Roy listen, Roy Ball, I thought Tim Elliott was going to win that fight. Uh, I thought Roy Ball, you know, I really loved his post-fight performance interview where he was just like, you know, I should have been paid more. You know, that I really respected that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm so disappointed with my performance. That shows a dog. When you talk about Brandon Roy Ball, you're talking about a straight dog. So I really, mm -hmm. I, I did think that Tim Elliott was the better fighter, you know, and let's, all, all three of us can concur. Tim Elliott's a tough man to handle in those grappling exchanges. That's his bread and butter. So to pull those, did you guys see the, uh, the he transitioned into an arm bar? Was that the fight where he, he went two straight triangles in a row? Was that the, the same fight or am I tripping? No, no uh, I think he caught him with... The knee to the section, and then hit him with the arm choke. Maybe I'm I might be misremembering though, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. it, it was an arm triangle choke, though, according to topology. So maybe you're probably right. Okay. 
Um, Kieran Chuki, Chukagian, with the unanimous decision over Antonina Shashenko. Antonina Antonono. That's how I feel about this fight. Um, I'm not I mean, right? Kaylin just Kaylin just looked better than her in every aspect. Uh, I, as simple as that. Yeah, she did. And you're talking. Well, you talk about Kaylin's a dog. I'm not. I, 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 I'm yeah, she's, still a great, she's a great fighter. She's a great fighter. She, go ahead. What'd you have to say? Great fighter. Horrible nickname. Blonde fighter. Come on, have some what originality. Is, what, what is it? <laughs> her nickname is the blonde fighter. That's awful. Yeah, that might be the worst nickname. No, that's so bad. bad. Wow, that's an awful nickname. Guys, as I said, you know, I did, you know, and Colton gave me credit. I was the only one that saw this coming. Kaylin, I knew she has a chip on her shoulder. I just got my ass whooped by her older sister. You better come to bring it. You better come to bring it. And when you talk about Kaylin Shushkagian, I knew she was going to bring the pressure. She's a pressure fighter that's going to keep walking forward. For a one-sided, one-dimensional striker, if you break those, if you could take those hits and keep coming and control this, the distance, control, close the distance, get in the clinch, control the octagon, push her against the fence, Chukagian's a stud. Unfortunately, she ain't ever going to ascend, but I respect her post-fight interview too, guys, where she was like, man, I'll fight anybody. When's the next card? I'm going to fight. I want to fight everybody and anybody. It doesn't matter who. So she knows she's probably not as Valentina's level, but that's a dog. So I... I like appreciate the statement of I'll fight anybody, I'll fight anyone, come all takers. I think it's kind of lazy though as a fighter. I think this is where you need to be a little bit more of the Chelsea and the Connor, the Israel, and call your shot. Call your call your next. Pick someone in the division. Chase Sherman did a did a great example of this a couple weeks ago. He picked someone in the heavyweight division that would be an interesting matchup for himself. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember thinking when he did, I was like, oh, that's a great call. And well, I agree with you, and I, you're saying you just, you, say a specific name after you win. Yes, make a fight. Make a fight for yourself. Make make me have a reason to be like, ooh, interesting. Brian I can't wait to see what he does next. Didn't Brian Keller call out Sean O'Malley? Now he gets him next weekend on short notice. Didn't he, Andrew? Remember after the Who? fight, Brian Kelleher. We both watched on the last oh, fight. Oh, yes, Brian Kelleher. He's fighting. That's, Sean that's O'Malley. Insane. He called him out, that's and he got, he got the fight. That's what you guys need to do, and here's the thing is, I don't, I don't knock her for that, but I also think she's saying that just because she wants money. That's why she's doing it. Like, you get paid for more fights, so it's like, obviously, you want to fight everywhere and anywhere, sure. anybody, anytime, you know? And uh, Brian Keller is fighting Cody Stamman next weekend. That's the opponent he's fighting. But that's crazy. I mean, that's like a three-week turnaround. Uh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, you're good, you're good. I just wanted to correct the record. Uh, Carlos, did you get a chance to any input here with this little Antonono? That's what I'm calling her for right now. <laughs> I mean, I think you guys called it right. You know, she to me, we didn't see her at her best. She didn't look like she was in shape either. She didn't feel. She, sometimes they they just don't feel like fighting that day for whatever reason. You know, I don't know. But I think um, I don't think we saw her best performance. I don't think we yeah. saw the be the result of her best preparation. I think that maybe with short notice, I thought she looked a little too gassed out, a little too early. And I was rooting for her because of some uh, some of her coaches are, are, are people that I really Antonina. Yeah, yeah. I was rooting for her too. She's Valentina's sister. She repped Chukagi in, in in training for months to to train Valentina, and then she had her own camp where Valentina helped her. There's no excuse for that performance. No excuse. Yeah. And, no, and and she 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 seemed just flat. Yes. Yeah. Tough weight cut. You know, like, but she never had, she never had an explosive first instinct of aggression. 
and 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 again, you know, Chugin showed up in shape. She was she was she was a gamer. You know, so it was like the perfect wrestler neutralization of any attempt at striking. Really, you know. But um, yeah, no, it was good. Good fight though. I liked it. I mean. It's it's I just uh, I don't think Pan La Pantera is that her nickname Antonina I don't think she's a dog she and her sister because if you guys do you see what Valentina did on Instagram you didn't see this huh no, no she posted a selfie right after the fight going like this saying the caption was my sister just got her ass whooped lol and everybody was like savage that's a real warrior that's there's no excuse you're telling me you rep this girl in training. For months on end, for my fight, I nurture, I help you out. And, and Carlos, I don't know if I agree. She's a, she was pretty cut up. I thought she was in good shape. She's, she's fucked up. No, 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 she was cut up. Like, she was muscular. Like, you don't, I, I, Antonina. Antonina? Yeah. No? Hell no. Fuck no. You don't think so? I'm I thought. Sorry, I mean, listen, she's a lady, and I don't want to be out of order or anything. But if you, if you rewatch the fight, uh, uh, um, that, that, those shorts were undersized. I don't think she looked that bad, to be honest with you. I think she looked better than Shukagian. You guys just said, you guys just said they're professional athletes. I don't go for not that bad in professional athletes. Okay, fair. You know who was never fat? A surfer girl. Fair. No, 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 I don't don't argue that. A person whose job is done in their fucking underwear like attire. I I don't argue that. I will not argue that. But I also think no matter, it's not that, it's not that, it's your technical fundamental ability that you put up that performance. That was the best situation you've ever been in to get a W. And I thought that would have vaulted her towards her sister. Listen, I think I take, I take the whole fitness thing in fighting as a lack of respect for the consequences of the fight, right? If there's one possibility that you could get your ass whooped because you weren't in shape, you don't get, you don't take punches to the face to get in shape. You don't, you don't get hurt. You just mm-hmm. have to do it. And if you can eliminate that possibility from you being, you know what I mean? Like kind of see like an act of self-sabotage sometimes. Unless, I guess, like I said, I don't know if this was a short notice fight or, or what. It was. But, you know, it, it's just, it, I don't know why risk that much to take an ass whooping like some people take to come in on the short notice fights. Now, last night was a lot more evenly matched. I thought I, I really liked the card. But I this like particular part. fight, this particular fight was a was just a blowout. Yeah, I, I, that, it was the opposite of what I thought it was going to be. Facts, you know. But I'm happy for Chukagi. Yeah, 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 for sure. Definitely, definitely. And, it, and she kicked ass, man. She looked great. She she top notch. Her conditioning was amazing. That was a lot of grappling, a lot of fucking grappling, man. Let's move on to this next fight. Mackenzie Dern uh, kicking off the main card on ESPN. Mackenzie Dern with the first round submission over Hannah Cyphers. Uh, Topology is claiming it is a knee bar. First of all, let's let's all put it on the record. Carlos excluded. Uh, I'm just going to sit here and say Mackenzie Dern is sexy. Very, very sexy. Very, very, very sexy. Also going to notice that did not expect this lady to have those hands. Did you guys expect her to throw that quickly? She threw gas at some points. You know, and I thought she's a softie, but I was very impressed with her hands. I was very impressed with her, the dog in her, because going into this fight, we all said on with Julian, Andrew, she doesn't have the dog in her, and that's why she might lose. Yeah. She proved that tonight. So, agreed. Sure, she looked very impressive. The takedown oh. into the transition was great. I feel... Why did Hannah Cyphers just engage with that clinch? 
I just, I, like, I just feel like it was a poor game plan going into Cyphers, because, like, she didn't, like, I agree. I mean, like, they're, they're getting good, like, good hits on each other on the stand of and whatnot, but I just, the game plan of being locked into a clinch and then staying in that clinch and allowing the, I mean, allowing, right, as much as I, she didn't allow her, but, I mean, she just got taken down so easily, right? That trip was just so well executed, and then once it was are on the ground, the game Are you taking over. that away from Dern, Andrew? Are you taking something away from Dern? Oh, that was such an easy trip. Uh, no, I, I'm saying like it was a beautiful trip in terms like that. It was easy for her because she made it look so easy, right? Her technique, the way okay. she went about it. I'm not saying it was easy because like right, obviously nothing they're doing is easy because they have another person that's literally trying to harm them, do like oh. stop them. So I, I, uh, I agree with that. I, I mean, Hannah was playing with fire, engaging at that range with Mackenzie. Really? Only a, yeah, absolutely, dude. If you go back, I, I rewatched it this morning when I was sitting in the bag, and there was a, uh, an occasion where uh, where uh, Hannah got really uh, aggressive and backed her up into the cage, and they sort of went into like an overhook fight. My kid oh, yeah. is so natural at gaining those uh, top limb positions yeah. to her advantage, and she's lanky. Everything to her leverage because there's nothing to do with strength. You know, she's been doing that for many years. She's a world class athlete. You know, you're talking about a, a woman that fought four months after giving birth. It's, I mean, she's a she's fucking a bad. And, and that's a bad bitch. <laughs> last night was the, the the true test of whether she's gonna. I think she can be a champion after last night. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah. Where, where, where Interesting. Where Interesting. At? Where at? Where at? <laughs> well, because you know who's the champion at that division, Carlos. The queen of violence. What are they? 115. 115. Wait, wait, Andrew. Is Valentina 115? Um, 115 champ is. Yeah, isn't she? It's uh, Wei Li Zheng. It's the. It's, 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 yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a burner match. That's, that's, yeah, she's getting starched by Wei Li. Give me oh, Wei Li, boy! But, 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 but Mackenzie's improving, though. Yes, I, yes. Really, I did not I'm expect her it. to throw that quickly. I did not expect her to have that hands. But what I saw is her mental game improved. When it got into a dogfight, she stood and threw. Yep. And that's what I was impressed with. And having, uh, I think that the fact that she's a young woman and she's already a mom, that's a big mental factor that she crosses off her list in womanhood. You know, like like before the show. We're yeah, low key, that matters. Up. We never related yeah, to that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Some of these young athletes that kind of get. I don't want to say getting it out of the way, but have children early, as difficult as it may be, or earlier, it's also an advantage because that just becomes how they do things. They're not. Yeah, but you also about, shorten your physical prime. You know, what's that? Don't you also shorten your physical prime by doing I mean, so? Maybe, maybe not, because what a forty-year-old looked like twenty-five years ago is different than what the regular forty-year-old looks like today. Yeah, and true. they're super athletes, so I don't think we know yet. But it clearly looks like the human curve is in, towards improvement. For for longevity wise, you know what I mean, especially in high performing things. I mean, who who, who would have told you in the nineties that fifty year olds would snowboard? You know what I'm saying? Or I mean, skateboard. Like Tony Hawk is still skateboarding, right? Like who would have told you in the nineties that Tony Hawk still? That's, that's that's outrageous. That is outrageous. <laughs> but skating his ass off, by the way. <laughs> that son of a bitch is still throwing some shit up there. No, he's good. But, but, he's the goat. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, man. It's, I mean, I want to hear that because I want to do everything I do. You know, like. This is yeah. this was Sunday, right? And I, I hung out with my family this morning. My boy James got a, a bicycle early for his birthday. His birthday's next month, but we got a bicycle for him. He needed something bigger. And so we've been trying to practice, and it was nice outside. So we woke up, 
had coffee and all of that, went outside, came back in. They went to their grandmother's high, house to say hi through the drive through and, you know, wave by. And then I hit the bag and now I'm with you guys. And that's because I have energy, man. And I was, I'm able to do those things. Mm -hmm. when, when I was growing up, people my age had come back from the fucking war and were limping and already acted like a grandpa with pants up to their fucking navel. That's you know because I mean? the mental like, warfare they went through, not so much physical. Well, I mean, for indifferent and nutrition and education and access to information yeah. and fucking, you know, like whatever other things of, of human evolution that you want to attribute to it. But I mean, I, I got to think that in super athletes, we're going to see some of the same shit, you know? Well, and like, this is a great example, like, right, in the Jordan documentary, in The Last Dance, right, you see Jordan drinking beer, smoking cigarettes as like the highest level Jordan athlete. Jordan was like, not doing that. Jordan was not doing, doing that. False. Jordan was not smoking cigarettes. Cigar. Or cigars. Yes, yes. cigars. He was smoking those Cubanos. And the he, Cubanos. Does, he does not drink beers like except he did it one time. He did it one time with Scotty. They did it, but they, he was not a drinker like that. Well, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of the footage yes, with him yes, and Scotty yes, before yeah, okay. they got the media. Yeah, I was like, just like, oh, Scotty was like, stop yeah. filming, stop filming. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. My bad. Like, that's just the point. Like, right? like, boys don't really drink because men don't drink champagne. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't. I don't drink alcohol anymore. To be honest with you guys, this is just fact. Well, what's the next fight, Andrew? Next fight was Roosevelt Roberts just getting being in the absolute breaks out of Brock Weaver. That's the best way to put it. He got the submission. Uh, it was a rear rear naked choke in the second round, and it, just, it was just a result of him just fucking feeling himself, having the faster hands, and just knowing he was stronger, quicker. And just waiting for his opportunity to strike, and then he did, and he got the choke and submitted. Before I want to see, before Carlos analyzes this fight, I just want to say one thing. I was very disgusted. His post-fight interview was repulsive. Even DC was like, "Bro, you keep cussing. Like, stop cussing." He made himself look like a fool. <laughs> no. That's all I want to say. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't catch this one. I no, didn't that's catch all I want to say. Go ahead, Carlos. Wow, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Listen, man, I love the style. Like I, that was that was one of the two fights that showcased for me, right? The first one was uh, in the early prelims. Was it uh, Chris Gutierrez, right? That the leg kick. oh, 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 today when I was hitting the bag, I did five rounds of leg kicks in his honor because that inspired me. <laughs> it my soul for the leg kick. Did you see how beautifully welted? That was so dope. That was the best. That was the most welted leg I've ever seen. Uh, That's well, a clip. Let's be honest. Yeah, Morales is ass. Morales is. Ass. I'm gonna write that down, Andrew. Not only that, but once he had him reacting to that cap, he started question marking him, and he started going up high. What type of game plan was that, guys? Why was oh, he fighting beautiful. like that? Beautiful, beautiful. It's a very, beautiful. very good kicker. Very, listen, for for Mike Bisping to give it up to him as a kickboxer. Bisping had nothing he could say afterwards. In fact, after the fight, Bisping was like, well, if you were going to tell a young fighter how you want to uh, control your striking, that's pretty much it. He did everything perfectly. I was like, man, Bisping, you never give it up like that. You know, normally he inserts his way in a little, you know, like, well, when I was the champ or whatever. You know what I mean? but, nah, man, it was, it was fucking money. I'm a, I'm a fan. And I like the fact that the cursing is hilarious to me because DC gets so nervous. And it makes it funny to me. Yeah, like, DC got so like, nervous. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a fan of that. And then the fact that he doesn't have any sponsors or anything. Who? Roosevelt? He's got his fucking tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> make money. Yeah, 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 make money. I'm about, no, no, it's not make money. It's about my money. I'm about my money. And you know what? I'm about my money. That's my motto. I'm about my money. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? Damn, bro. Me too. 
I'm going to be real with you guys, though. I have one thing I want to say about that game, that fight. We can both agree for Roosevelt to take a little bit of a step up. I think he needs to put on a little bit of muscular, raw muscle weight. I think his hands are phenomenal. But be careful, because when you run into one of those grapplers that can get through those hands and push you against the fence, you might be in trouble. So let's just put on a little bit of weight. Other than that, was that 145 guys or 35? He's a lightweight. Yeah, that was a 155. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah. What y'all gonna, gonna do against a Tony? Come on, bro. You gotta get a little bit of weight on there. That's all. That's all. But I like Roosevelt no, Roberts' well, hands. I mean, I, I, I actually will possibly agree with you. I think he can get stronger. Yes. There in better go. shape. But I like that weight. I think yeah. his size is good for that for that mm -hmm. weight class. I do think he could gain some uh, muscle. He Just pure cut muscle. up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in better shape. But also, that comes. Look, man. All that shit comes... Well, how old is he? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It comes, but he might be a little bit old, guys. He might be late 20s. He's 26. Okay. He's 26. Exactly. So he's going to grow into his body for sure and get dropped and get more filled out. That's why I'm a fan. Because yeah. I was like, there's there's a young man that's like... There's a good, a good person. Yeah, you guys are right about that. Interview, humble, but with swagger, which is a hard combination to come by, you know? And and, and the main thing is genuine. You know, I I, I was just talking to my, my wife about some, something uh, somewhat related to this last night. We were talking about some, some song or something that, and how it sounded. The lyrics were ridiculous, right? And I go, look, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if you sing well or not. It matters that people believe what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you're a singer yeah. like Celine Dion and Mariah Carey or something, no one wants to hear their thoughts. You put a sheet of music in front of them and they sing that shit. And that's what they do. And they do it amazingly. But there's other people like you can never write a song for a, a, like a Bob Dylan, right? That guy has to sing his own fucking song in his own shitty crackly voice. And people will love it because it's him. But it has to be heartfelt and real. With MMA trash talk, I think it's the same thing. Because the art part to me translates from art to art. If that is who you are, then it's going to work. But if it's not who you are, Unless you're really committed, like Colby, yeah, it's just well. I mean, even then, it's it just it feels fake. You know, Colby got sick of it. I bet you he's like, God, I can't wait to not be hated. <laughs> keep this shit up. That never even worked, by the way. Would have made. Hey, if he acted normal, would have made the same amount of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so, true. That was all for nothing. What was the next fight, Andy? Oh, sorry. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I'll just say, now that Henry's retired, and I'll probably have this opinion once Colby retires. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced he's retired. I like, I like the act. I don't know. I'm a fool. I like silly shit. And it's silly, so I appreciate it. And I kind of enjoy the aspect of it. So, I don't know. I'm wearing a Spider-Man shirt. Henry's, so Henry's a top two lightweight of all time. Uh, flyweight of all time, guys. Chell, Chell and Ariel said that we cannot really consider him retired until we find out that he was, in fact, removed from the Osada. That's a good point. And both yeah. the UFC and Osada, as of last night, declined to answer that. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. isn't even updating their so testing that's where, that's reports. we're at with this shit, you know? Um, so if you get removed, then you got to go yeah, yeah. for four months before you get whatever. So yeah, you, you go into the testing period. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, right? I'm glad you brought that up because, like, USADA typically keeps their testing reports on their website, and they haven't updated those reports since, like, the middle of March, and they claim it's because of the coronavirus. Huh. But they're still testing, so they should still have an obligation to be Are testing. They? 
Are they Cena? Yeah, the records. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's, it's, it's Rona. It's a Rona. How do we? I mean, I hope they are. I don't know. You would assume they have to be. They might. Um, not be, they might not be. Honestly, Andrew. I mean, honestly, I thought they were testing for Rona. For Royce, we don't know. Maybe you're right there. Go ahead. Though. What's our What's our next? Yeah, one? next fight. Um, Billy Quarantillo gained oh, a unanimous decision that. over. I Carlisle, who looks I'm like... I'm so opinion on this. Go ahead, Carlos. You take... Ooh, Andrew, I'm heated about this one. You guys watch... <laughs> like, that, that was the redhead guy. Yes, yeah, it's Spike. Like a, His name's Spike, of course. He's like a Wolverine. You know what I mean? Like He's like a banshee. And everything is going fine until he decides that the fight's over 10 <laughs> seconds before the fight's actually over. The ref turns to the opponent, to fucking Carlisle, and, or to Quarantillo, I mean, and tells him, hey, fight's still on. The Quarantillo leaps forward and locks a hook on the back of the homeboy's head while he's faced the opposite direction. He turned his back on the guy who <laughs> 10 seconds before the bell. You're a professional, man. Listen, I'd rather, I'd rather you hit him after the bell. At least your intentions are in the right place for the context of what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, and he put his hands down. He's like, ah, oh, man. Like, he just walked off. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And he took a good shot. He was lucky to knock him out, dude. He's just I mean, a crazy was... motherfucker. Oh, my God. And, and, and then after that, he just proceeded to give up every punishment he could handle. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. There's no way in hell Spike Carlisle lost that fight. Like, he dominated the two rounds of that fight, I think, pretty definitively. I think so. There's I, no I way he as, lost uh, that fight. There is no... It was like Clay Guida. You can argue a draw because that last round was arguably 10-8, but that's your premise because in my life, I have never seen a dude fight like that. This man is talented. His motor is... Now, here's the thing I think he needs to work on is his, his motor because he exhausts himself. If he could find a way to extend that, there's no... Round one, he took a fat shit on... I've never seen someone pick a dude with one arm and slam him. Round two, he threw... Dude, he just outpowered him everywhere, controlled him everywhere. However, I will say the one thing. I think what the judges saw in round two was Billy went for three submissions and locked three of them in, which all three Spike escaped. But those are three 100% fully locked subs, which I still don't know how Spike escaped <laughs> from a grappler. <laughs> but I will that that was the end. It was I think they from there what they saw is Spike was in three positions where he could have lost that fight in that round. Me personally, I don't count those that as that many points because he got out of them. If he loses them, then sure. But to overvalue that those three instances over just getting dominated position wise. I can't agree on that second round was the deciding factor because we can all agree third round was Billy, first round was Spike. I, I did. I, I was so annoyed with that fight. I thought that was the worst decision I've seen in MMA, I think, in the last year. And me personally. Besides the John Jones one. The John Jones one was very clear. I thought he lost that. I'm, and I'm honest. I, I'm so honest. I'm so honest. I'm so honest. I'm not bullshitting you guys. Harping on the judge. No, no, I, I'm saying it surpassed it, Carlos. I'm saying this fight was worse. This fight, I thought to myself, no way, bro. So he was on his back the whole time. How can you give Billy that second round? I, I think, I think, I think Carlisle just has like a Guida esque style of fighting. It he does. He's the modern day Clay Guida. I agree. Active. But he's but better. He's good. Maybe with, maybe with better technique, he wouldn't need so much fucking energy. 
How did Billy win that fight, though? Billy got dominated position-wise. What did you see in that second round that you was major? I saw, him, I, saw him, I saw him cleaner and smarter. I saw him with better gas tank. He did, but he was getting dominated. He did, he did attack on the bottom. So, I don't know. He did have more strikes thrown and landed in the second round. I mean, right, stats aren't the full story by any means, but they play part of the picture. Yeah, he was on his back why. the whole time. That's my thing. He was, how, when, when are we ever given the offensive grappler? Uh, when have we ever digressed the value of the offensive, gra uh, offensive grappler, Andrew? What do you mean? I'm sorry. I don't when when, when have we ever brought the value of an offensive grappler in a round down? Like, so when someone's doing offensive grappling, putting someone on their yeah. back, yeah, he got caught in three subs, and maybe he was landing more strikes. When have we ever said to ourselves, oh, you know, the, the guy on top lost? You know, I, I just when, don't... Like, I mean, Ray Jiu-Jitsu, yeah, like Dave yeah. and I, I would say an example would be somebody that it would rather be on their back than be on top of somebody. No, I'm saying you in, know? A, in a decision win from the judge's perspective is what I'm saying. I mean, like progress in the judging, though. What's up? Isn't wouldn't that be a sign of, of progress in the in the thought process of judges? What? Because they no longer just think that being on top equals winning. That's progress. I, I disagree. I think being on top equals winning. No, you put them on top, like no, no. You're winning. You're dominating. So begs to differ. And I haven't tried. You're just dominating position to the point where it should earn you points. That's all I'm arguing for. Not necessarily you're winning. I'm just saying the position factor should earn you points. You're the alpha in this situation. It's interesting though, but like sometimes you're not though, right? Very clearly, sometimes you're the guy on top and you're getting strangled and you're getting caught in an arm bar, you're getting caught in an arm triangle choke. Like so, I. Eh. I, I, I'm kind of inclined to kind of agree with Carlos that it, it does seem to be a sign of better judging, but I, I mean, I'll agree. I, the judging is not the best majority of the time. I, I, I was just very disappointed. I hate seeing I thought Carl. I thought Carl earned that fight, and I thought his performance. I thought when he lifted his legs up off the ground to make Billy carry his weight to the fence, that was ingenious. That was beautiful. Yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. You got something to say? Uh, yeah, I was going to bring up two silly points. Um, I wonder if the refs, or the, not the refs, the, uh, the judges gave it to Quarantillo, um, solely on the fact that Spike was just such a fucking idiot. And the second point I would like to make, his fucking nickname Spikes is the Alpha Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you saw why. Bro, I'm sorry, he won that fight, man. This man dominated him. He opened the fight with a fucking front kick to the face. I've never seen that, and then he picked him up. I've never seen that raw power. This man, it might be the most powerful dude in that division. Maybe, I mean, just... Yeah, I'm sticking up for him. Well, it was also at 150 I'm seeing. Why was it a catchweight fight? Do you guys know? Yeah, Billy missed weight. Short notice. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Alright. Wait, what, what was that, Carlos? Short notice, usually. For both of them. Oh, uh, okay. That might make sense. Okay, that, might, that actually probably makes more sense then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cuts weight and, you know. Okay, that makes sense. Let's move on. Um... So, this next fight was Augusto Sakai getting the split decision over Blood Boy Ivanov. Uh, Carlos' team. Yeah, that guy, uh, Ivanov. He can take a lot of punches, I guess, man. Jeez. He can take a stabbing. Sakai's big. Sakai's big. Sakai big. That's a big dude. I, I like them. I thought, I thought, uh, how old is Sakai? Does anybody know? Is 28. I can tell you in just a moment. Yeah, so he seemed young. I, I actually was a fan. I was like, that's. Kind of cool. That's a good heavyweight striker. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He reminded me a little bit like a Frank Mir type in general. Yeah. His overall skill set. He could get in better shape, obviously. Yeah, I didn't but, like uh, the belly. Thought, 
but I thought uh, I thought he was uh, very good technically. I like his striking. He was. I just think honestly, I think he was surprised about how tough uh, um, uh, Blagoy was. Sure. I think it surprised him because most other human beings on Earth would not have been standing in front of him after that shit. A lot of it. And he took some hellacious shit. I mean, some of those, especially without an audience, the sound, like, you know, I know you were saying uh, maybe you, that you're, you're not drinking. I haven't had anything. I haven't, mm -hmm. my wife and I stopped completely drinking uh, two months ago to today's date, right? Oh, wow, that's awesome. So, and so, yeah, 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 it's been like, because we just said like, because we're dealing with some other stuff right now. So we want to be 100% clear and, you know, Mm -hmm. sleeping and all that but anyway so no audience i'm not having a bunch of people over at my house i'm just watching this and the sound of those punches man, <laughs> it was just so many of them so fucking many of them and his kicking game good good leg kicks good body kicks he kicked him in the in the liver a couple of times very well placed so i like that i just think he needs to assume from now on that there's a lot of tough motherfuckers out there don't assume you're going to walk through anybody because even Alistair Overeem has made that mistake. You know what I mean? You have to just, you know, it shouldn't surprise you that somebody can take your best shots over and over and over. I mean, not at that level and not at that weight class. You know who I want for Augusta? Augusta next? I think Walt Harris. I think Walt Harris, Augusta Sakai wow! is a great matchup for the heavyweight. Wow, that's you killed that, game. Andrew. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I like that matchup a lot. I thought Augusta Sakai looked great. I love his head bobbing, his movement. I love his ability to control distance against a fucking brawler like Blagoy. I love... Yeah, good jab. Yeah. And, and good leg kicks. As I said, he, he's a, you could tell he trains Muay Thai, huh, Carlos? Yeah, big time. Big and time. big time. That's his, his strong strength. I will well, say in this. In general, yesterday was a good night for, for, for Muay Thai and for kickboxing. Yes, you know I agree. I mean? Like, overall. And, and I, I, I want to make a point to something you've alluded to throughout our time together, Carlos, is the fitness aspect of these fighters. And I'm starting to agree with you. I'm holding these fighters to a higher end degree. And I'd exclude Daniel Cormier, even though you include him because he's so successful. But still, he wouldn't have lost to Stipe had he been in better shape. So what I'm trying to say is I agree with you. These are professional athletes. Yeah. There's no way you should be looking like a, me. There isn't. And I'm sorry, but Augusta Sakai looks worse than me. He had that blubber he had was just despicable. And and in my opinion, no disrespect, Carlos, you're 100% right. I don't care what you're getting paid. You're a professional athlete in the United States of America. You have one of the biggest platforms. Let me repeat that. Professional athlete. You should have a six-pack. If not a six-pack, you should be buffing. You shouldn't have blubber that hangs down to your knees from your belly, like a dress. Go ahead, Andrew. So if you're a professional athlete and you should have a six-pack abs, should that professional athlete not then have to have a side job? Should they only be able to be employed by the UFC and get all of their fucking bills and expenses paid? I'm not saying like super fucking balling. You're in for intellectually trolling me. You're right. I, I take that. No, 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 no. You take the W. You, you made it. You killed me. You made it. You shitted on me. You made the point. I give you the W. That's true. You're, you killed me. Let's go. Let's take it a step further. Let's go to some of the toughest jobs, right? Let's go to like sanitation employees sure. that are in the dump truck all day. Let's go to some yeah. UPS drivers and, and mm -hmm. some FedEx drivers and, and maybe some airport workers. And if we find a motherfucker with a six pack, then anybody else on earth with any other job has no excuse. 
Okay, but here's what, here's what I want to say to you guys. Here's what I want to say to you guys. Here's my cry. You know there's some degenerate freaks out there yeah. at UPS shredded. Yeah, that just couldn't find a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will say this, Andrew, to your point. If he maybe had a six-pack and was shredded, he might not need a shy job. <laughs> Well, he would definitely better. be more marketable. He would definitely be more marketable, right? For sure, unquestionably. And at the end of the day, and let's honestly, here's my counter argument to your. You keep making this point of uh, the UFC needs to pay these fighters more. The UFC needs to take care of these fighters. Agreed. But to keep, go, Carlos. Go ahead. You have something to say? I need a buzzer <laughs> with a red button up in this motherfucker. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. There goes. I see you. <laughs> I just read I your just energy. I have to disagree. I have to disagree. These are independent contractors. They have to get paid whatever the contract that they willfully sign says they should get paid. That's it. The rest of it are negotiations that should not even be fucking public. But I never have a re what, what disagree I with you there. Everybody, listen, listen, hear me out. I cannot go to the lease of my my wife's car and say, you know what? This 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 whatever amount of money I'm paying a month, probably better that I don't know. For the least of my wife's car, right? Go, you know what? I changed my mind. I want it for one fitting now. I don't get to do that. And I'm a fucking civilian. So as a, as a professional of any trade, a painter, a carpenter, of anything, if you come to work in my house and we agree on a price, unless I ask for more shit, then that's what it is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I exclude John Jones at heavyweight from my argument because to me, that's a separate thing. And he's right. You know, so I don't know if you guys know this about Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart about 10 years ago, when he blew up, one of the big things that he did that he was smart about, he was one of the first people to treat his social media separately. So he'd do a deal for a movie, right? And they'd be like, hey, uh, we need you to put this on. No, 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 wait a minute. My social media is separate from this movie. You hired Kevin Hart, the actor. I grew my social media following on my own. Yeah. If you want that, if you want that, we can have that conversation and we'll sit down and that'll be a separate conversation. But you don't just tack that shit on. So to me, that's again, dope. stop being a fuck. Everyone needs to stop being a victim. That's you dope. Know? Facts. Find a contract Ooh. that's good for you. Find a contract that's good for you and abide by it. Andrew, let's take notes. No, no, I agree. So like, right, I, public after the fact, because what I'm hearing is like, goo goo gaga. I'm a dumb dumb. Signed the wrong paper. Well, I mean, so you, man, get better management. and agent. I mean, fuck them, right? They don't sign the contract. They don't fight in the UFC. Get fucked. Like they're forced into putting this position. That's they're forced life, to put in this though, position. No, it is life. You just and that's life. And like other jobs. So I agree with the so notion that like right, you I agree that you you sign the contract, you stick to what your contract said. I totally agree with that. That's fine. That's fair. But but that doesn't mean you can't look at the overall pay structure of the way it works and comment and criticize and say, look, UFC fighters only going 12 to 15 percent of total revenue. I'm going to keep going back to that because that's the biggest fucking thing that's out there right now. That's so fucking crazy. 15% of total revenue is being paid to the fighters. That's such a... But who's to decide what, what percentage of that revenue should be paid to the employees by people that don't own that company? Probably none. Probably none. But you can still comment it and, look, and compare it to us. Sure. It would be the same thing. It would, it's up to Johnny Bones Jones to say, guess what? I'm going to fight no motherfucker who's disgruntled in the UFC. We're going to do it on our own, on Twitch. I mean, there's a way to fight. They, I mean, they're in exclusive contracts, right? Exclusive contracts, right? So they can't set up their own promotion fight. To have the public apply pressure on the company on their behalf. There's a way to do it. I mean, so...
Not, not if they're. I mean, they can't just go go on Twitch. I mean, yeah, they do, but they can't just go on Twitch with another. Like, you can't just call up Francis and be like, "Hey, let's have a fight. Let's stream it live on Twitch." That's not how that works. Like, they can't do that, right? But boxing contracts are completely different. Boxers are not independent contracts to one company the way UFC is, right? UFC is an exclusive contract. No, some of them aren't. Oh, interesting. Okay. Sure, both of them. Yeah. I 100% okay. agree with Carlos. I actually about three or four organizations in boxing. That's why there's like when it's a unified title. Interesting. Okay. That champion won all the belts. Interesting. Okay, but still, there's a lot more freedom in boxing to go out and pick fights and kind of. Right? Would you agree? You as a boxer, as your agent promoter. There is. There is, but that's because a lot of boxers throughout boxing's sure. longer history sure. balled up and became promoters so far in our sport that hasn't happened yeah yet. that's fair you know, our sport's still so young and in yeah. the meantime the guys that are at the top mostly complaining about pay salaries and all that they make good money I mean, yeah for sure about like like uh, i don't know what tim elliott makes i'm guessing maybe like 15 and 15 maybe for how good he is he should make a lot of money though carlos because he's been there for a long time you know what i mean but also i know that he probably doesn't generate a lot of money that's the thing and that's, and that's the name of the game we're in yeah, sales, sure. yeah we're selling beer we're selling cars we're selling fucking athletic gear we're selling goddamn vape juice we're selling energy drinks we're selling fucking t-shirts toyota tires fucking toyota trucks and a number of other shit listen so, it's kind of like us carlos it's kind of like us civilians like listen we all want to get paid more andrew but what do you want to like I, but at the end of the day why are we doing this podcast obviously because we love the sport but we're, we're trying to create content every day we're trying to generate attention over time so that we in five six years don't run into the same problem these fighters do we're not sitting here making these excuses oh i need to get paid more what do i do we're not getting paid right now we see the future though we're working towards that goal these fighters should approach their careers their lives the same way i had i talked to a couple of fighters that i'm focused on my training that's it well brother that's not going to get you anywhere you can't just be focused on your training you need to be focused on your personality your mindset your marketing it depends on what kind of team they have some guys have a team of proper people the goats right? like they john has that. the media some, guys no, and all this do some of them do because there's a lot of, i know i mean i've seen a lot of lower level fighters that have a good team around them you know it's about belief it's like a politician it's about people believing it. Honestly, like, extreme couture is an example. They don't necessarily have to be. They don't necessarily have to be like at a high level to have an entourage, because obviously at that level, everyone wants to kiss your ass. You know. You can I say but, an example? Eric Nixick. Why? What is he's very active on social media, and he promotes extreme couture and very and himself on his pages and his fighters yeah. all the time. That's the difference. Well, yeah, but 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 look at the bigger picture, right? Because we're speaking about business. Why does Eric do that? For his business, of course. What, what's Eric's number one job? To promote his, to, his gym, to, to take care of the gym and his fighters. Yes, he's the gym manager. Yeah. He's in charge of the gym. Mm -hmm. His number one job is memberships. Oh, wow, he's yeah. He's also a coach, right? And he's also a training partner for some people. But he's the gym manager. After the last gym manager left, he assumed that position as gym manager. So that's why everything that Eric does on social important because that brings people from belgium to train for the weekend yes exactly people, you know what i'm saying so so again now it's not up to eric to raise the salaries of the coaches you know, I, I agree but basically the main point it's up to couture's to get busier so we can hopefully pay coaches more and more money or whatever that may be but it's not necessarily controlled by by a percentage of the existing revenue Okay. Because who's to say how much that business should make before we adopt a model in which you get a percentage? And who's to say which employees should 
become part of that and shouldn't because that's in a way ownership stake. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a nuanced thing. I'm not disagreeing with yeah. it. I think that they could pay them more for sure, you know, but I just don't like the way that it's portrayed from both. Because by the way, portraying it like a victim, again, you're playing Dana like a cop. That's what Dana wants. He wants you to take it to the media. He's got you. He doesn't care though. Let's let's revisit this for John Jones because we're almost there. I want to talk yeah. about Willie and I want to get into this. Yeah. Uh, so right, I mean, last night, uh, the main event of UFC Apex, the very first fight card in the Apex Center. Uh, Tyron Woodley. Uh, damn guys. Getting just absolutely outclassed in every way. In every way, guys. Just Gilbert Burns looked so much more explosive. Looked so much better. He left a giant gash on Woodley's eyebrow that, I mean, props to Woodley's tournament. I mean, that guy, he deserves a raise. He did great. That, the fact that that wasn't bleeding, gushing out, out the entire night, incredible. Um, I mean. That shit was inspirational. Yes. <laughs> the tournament? It made me want to well, uh, paint a picture, kick somebody's ass, and write a goddamn song. <laughs> I mean, that shit was just artistic. All around artistic. I what mean, did you guys think? Go ahead, my bad. I was gonna ask you guys, what did you guys think of the fight? Like in the sense of, do you think that was the real Woodley, or do you think that these last two fights are anomalies? Be honest, uh, Carlos. That's him. That's him. Okay, Andrew. Listen, athletes go through different stages of their career. We may be looking at the back nine for him. The back nine is still very high level performance. You know, but it's a back nine nonetheless. Facts. And I think he said so himself. I, I fucking, I'm a reluctant fan of his. I like, I like Woodley a lot. I like, like I would never be friends with him. Our personalities would never be congruent or anything. But I have so much respect for how he handles pretty much everything. Yeah, facts. Like, <laughs> I would get along with him, but I feel you. I, yeah, like, I feel I, you. I mean... We are nothing alike, mm-hmm. and, 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 but, but I have the utmost respect for him. The fact that I, I've always said that. I love what he said. He's like, no, no, no. You got to do interviews whether you win or lose. That's some bullshit. Yeah. I love that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. On, on Instagram, yeah, I, I agree. No, no, no. Even right after, right after the fight, like, he, you know, and he made no excuse that he felt the best ever. You know, like, he, like he, I don't know, man. I just think it's... It, he, we may be watching a guy who realized last night that he's going to maybe have to be smarter about the matchups. And I think that the only part where he was still emotional is when he said, uh, they asked him what he saw for his career. And he said, I still see myself as a world champion. Uh, I don't think that world exists as long as Burns is in the same division. Or Kamara or Colby Covington. Well, I don't even, I won't even get to that yesterday uh, yet because I think or Jorge Burns, Burns, Burns is evolving, I think. Yeah, it's the most important thing. Two things. The first one, he fucking took Tyron down with a classic Tyron technique. Tyron threw an overhand, and this son of a bitch was so quick to level change. Shoot in. Boom. It was fucking like a collision of two VWs, man. Boom. Down. That's the and best fighter in this another, division. That's the best fighter in this beautiful. division. And then there was another exchange. Where could he be. was backing up Woodley into the cage, and he shot a leg kick to the calf. Right off of the leg kick, he hooked, cross, hook, wobbled him. Tyrone. I saw this. Like a, uh, like a Rashad Evans. I remember this talking moment. Like, what the fuck? And then another overhand came, and then another fucking hook. And then Tyrone finally kind of like ducked in and grabbed his legs. It, it, I mean, I saw way too much that 
that that was impressive, man. I mean, I fucking did like three of his combinations on the bag this morning. I was like, dude, that shit's creative. Dude, I'm gonna be real with you guys. I think I think we're missing a bit of uh, I think we're I, I watched this fight. I think we're a little bit. Number one, I th I can confidently say he was not extending his shoulder at the range he was before the labrum surgery. So I don't even I don't know I don't know if I, I I know he's on the back nine, but I don't think he has the ability to get back to where he was. I don't think he could swing at full force power and speed. He listen, he looked great. I'm not denying his physical shape. He was not swinging as fast as and violently as he used to. And not only that, he's not as big. His shoulders are not as broad and big as they used to be. You could tell. He's see, I think that's where and from a career though. That boy, he's been a fucking athlete his whole life. No, no, yeah, I know. I don't know. That's a lot of punishment, man. Nah, nah. Woodley doesn't take any punishment. Woodley just recently no, 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 these no, last no, two fights. Not, not from fighting, from training, from being an athlete. Yeah, sure. His labor, so yeah, long. yeah. His labor gave out, and that's why he needed surgery. But I noticed a couple things. And the neck and the back and all that. Uh huh. I noticed a couple things. I noticed number one, he does not like to fight. He does not enjoy this sport. He does not enjoy being in the octagon. I agree. Yes. It looked like that last night. And, yes. and against Kamaru, like and against Kamaru, and against Roy McDonald, and against Kelvin Gastelum, where he barely won, and I thought he lost that fight. And against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, the first time where he had no business, bro. You have no business. As good as Stephen Thompson is, as good as Damian Maya is, Damian Maya should be knocked out. You're a big black dude. No offense. You should knock out Damian. I don't care. I get you. Beautiful technique. He should have knocked out Damian Maya, yeah. and I'm not alluding. I'm not using these instances to degrade his skill. I'm using these instances to degrade his dog mentality, his ability to stand, take punched, and hit back harder. That's the main factor. Is he does not well, this is, like to fight. Th this is fighting, you know. And I've been like, uh, I watch a lot of documentaries when I work out in the morning, and I've pretty much seen every boxing documentary. And I just think it's. It, it just time and time again, it's evident with fighting, there's a difference when somebody's no longer hungry. Some people, some of the best fighters, they're literally fighting. He's hungry. Food. Come on. What do you mean he's no, not hungry? Dude, what I mean is that he has a good life. He has a job on TV that pays more than he's ever going to make from fighting. He's good at it. Come on. No, not more than he when he was champ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No way. TV's he's different. Yes. He was making over. Still... He was making six figure fights. Yeah. Yeah. But once a year. His fighting contract has got to be worth probably three or four fights a year. I bet you he makes a half a million dollars from broadcasting yeah, I, a year. I, I think he makes those guys make yeah, Those guys make good money. There's still a lot of money in that. Those those networks are. I not think he's hungry. You're years, you're alluding into like you're making it seem like he doesn't train hard every day because he's comfortable. No 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 no. I'm talking about when push comes to shove. Like we clearly know he'll he hung in there last night. There's no quit in it. Did he? Oh really? Extra, are you sure about that? Thing. He oh, held, he held, how about round five when he grabs Gilbert Burns when you're, you need a knockout to win, you initiate a clinch and you just hold him there. No, you, and that's not quitting? To me, what I mean quitting is either getting finished or giving up a submission, which I've seen many times. Uh, listen, Carlos, let me ask you this. If he got finished, would you not have been more proud of him? I, he's fighting. But to hold him there when your legacy's on the line, bro, and you're gonna hold him there? I, I don't think I don't think his legacy's on the line. I think his legacy the only thing about his legacy this cements is that his best legacy is behind him. Yeah. Okay. I can agree with that. You know, but I don't think his legacy's on the line. He's a good guy. He he's never really like disappointed the fans. He's never fucking got uh, Andrew, do you think his legacy's on the line? Interesting. He lost to Gilbert Burns when we were expecting do you think his legacy's on the line, Andrew? So I just think
uh, I mean, I think Carlos nailed it, right? Like, it's it just shows as evidence that, like, Tyron's on the back nine. He's done. Like, right? There is a very specific moment in the first round. Like, right at the beginning, right? Gilbert fucking rushed him. He got on top of him. And in that moment, it felt like at kind of at the beginning, Tyron was willing to kind of play that game and trade some punches and eat a punch and throw a punch. But from that moment on, Tyron stood yeah, back. Uh, yes, he stood back and was waiting, right? He always sits back and waits for that overhand. But it was just, right? We've seen now... 10 rounds in a row of Tyron just not going, just can, not putting the gas on it and just being able to can be talk, the dynamic fighter he was. Yeah, can we talk about him not having the ability to jab? The man can't jab. The man cannot jab. The man, Tyler Willie, cannot think, throw combos and jab. I think it's just a reliance of him so used to having the knockout power and having those spectacular yeah. knockouts where it was just able to just come off the single overhand and it's just... The guy sleeps. Right, yeah, and... I mean, Gilbert Burns is a real problem. Gilbert Burns is a real fucking he's the best, problem. He's the best welterweight alive. He's going to be Kamaru Usman. I, I, I think like so. Him. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Plus, also very good interview after the fact. Yeah, I, I agree. He, he called out yeah. his teammate. Awesome. And the way he um, did it, like, again, it was perfect. genuine. Genuine. Yeah. Like, I, yo, I, I, want, I want my legacy, Kamaru, please. And, and it seems that he'll be the easiest in terms of, like, to play ball to get a fight with Kamaru, because like, right, you have Colby, who doesn't necessarily like to play ball with the UFC. You have fucking Jorge, who's allegedly not playing ball with the UFC. And then you have Leon Edwards. That's the other name that's right there. Sorry, you're not going to give Leon Edwards the fight over Gilbert Burns. Well, Colby just got off a loss, so not Colby. No, but so you guys are thinking about the sport. When we're talking yeah. about this fight, yeah. we're talking about pay-per-views, right? What's yeah. better, a guy that has no points negotiated in his contract as a headliner in a pay-per-view, or a bunch of guys that already have pay-per-views negotiated in their contract? Even in Google. I'll take the guy that wants crumbs because he wants to get invited to the party yeah. over the fucking guy that's demanding a kilo of cocaine and three hookers before the fight. Like... <laughs> That was an evocative image. <laughs> Let's use that to segue. Let's use that to segue into John Jones. Ah, cocaine, his favorite. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Andrew. How do you think they get him to train? Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, okay, I was looking for a chance. Now, now we can talk about the good stuff. I've been waiting to get to this. Andrew, go ahead. Um, Lay us down yeah, the man. details. So fucking John and Boney motherfucking Jones. Uh, sorry, I'm pulling up his Twitter right now so I can find his tweets. Um, right, as we talked about last and week, as we're he, talking, was... he just announced on the show right now, literally, as you're looking this up, he gives up his title. He Breaking might... news. What? No way. No way. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Let me read this stuff. Let me read this stuff out. I have it. Breaking so 20, as of 21 minutes ago, as of 20 minutes ago on fucking Twitter, Johnny Bones at hashtag ESPN Rays versus Jan for the UFC light heavyweight championship of the world as of right now I've got nothing to really gain fighting either of them let me know if you guys want to set up a date in 2021 for that Izzy fight hopefully you guys will be willing to pay by then someone responded to him a fan asking you're revoking your title John? and he responded yes and then he said bones out when you see me in the street just call me JJ to the light heavyweight title Venny Vidi Vici, which is Latin, Italian, I think. I don't, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it. He's a bitch for this. He's acting wow. like at first I opened up. I opened up this thing with him That's on his crazy. side. I opened it up with on his side. I thought I disagreed with Carlos earlier. I thought what he was doing to make it public was very good, smart, very smart, 
to create leverage against Dana White. That's how you now at the same time, I think Dana White was just more of a grown man, acted more mature and said, you know, what? honestly, I just don't care. He can say whatever he wants on social media. We're all entitled to that opinion. So I don't think I think John is more bitter and immature. He looks so immature. Dana is like mentally just way more mature than him. And um, that's why also I'm on a big Dana White fan. But in terms of John Jones in this situation, in terms of John Jones in this situation, guys, I do, I, now the number's out, and we're going to revisit the question I asked both of you last week. Yeah. Do you pay John Jones $30 million to fight Francis Ngannou? Now, I know you guys don't have knowledge of the logistics of the UFC. Do you? I'm assuming that's like 20 times, 30 times more than he usually gets paid. What do you guys think for this Francis fight? 30 mil. First, for context, Deontay Wilder got $5 million to show up. The other 25 million that they were using as a comparison to this were from pay-per-view points and sales, back-end money. Show-up money was only 5 million. Can we back up? Can I, can I provide a little bit of context that we missed from last week to this week? We got kind of blindsided by this breaking news information, but um, earlier during the week, yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, we got fucking breaking news. That's incredible. John Jones no longer the UFC light heavyweight champion. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, but so kind of throughout this week, right, there was this very public, as we're talking about this very public negotiation of whether or not Dana White's going to be able to pay John, not be able to, but if he's going to be willing to pay John Jones what he's asking for, which apparently, according to Dana White, is Deontay Wilder money, right? So this 30 million uh, figure. Now, John Jones has gone out and, I mean, prior to the breaking news, has talked about how the reporter... Uh, all these people that are talking about this, Dana's just lying to these reporters. And that he has text message conversations where none of this is actually happening. That Dana White claims that he has text messages from John Jones asking this money. And John's like, release the text, Dana. And uh, he, it seems at this point, John Jones feels very disrespected by the UFC, right? Dana White went out in an interview calling, saying John Jones could have been the LeBron James of our sport, of MMA. And that he ruined that. That nothing that Dana White could tarnish his uh, reputation. Yeah, John Jones has already done that himself. No, no, no. That, that, that's just a recounting of facts. There's no tarnishing of any yeah. reputation. That's just a, uh, I mean, uh, No, no, I actually agree with uh, J- uh, Andrew here just because I agree with you, Carlos, but at the same time, Dana could have marketed John better. Jana, Dana could have. That's your best fighter. Like, no, you guys don't agree? I thought you were alluding to that point, Andrew. Uh, no, I, no, I think yeah, Dana White didn't. It's on him. No, what I was trying to say is not solely John's fault that he that he's not he can't make that money now. There's other plays from the UFC involved too. Dana White and UFC has been complicit, if not beneficial, to John Jones trying to sweep everything under the rug at every step, at every encounter, at every occasion. Okay. UFC yeah. has been willing to look past it and not actually put pressure on him. So. I don't know. I agree with you. That's a very good point. But I do think I do think that the easiest thing to do is release the fucking negotiations. If it was so outrageous, yeah. just make it public. Make it public. I mean, we're already acting like the housewives of fucking Orange County over here. <laughs> so let's just fucking make the numbers public and let us fucking be the goddamn judge. Because a lot of the times, dude, some of these fighters, I mean, they, they, they may not really understand how the playing structure actually works when they're making demands, you know? Uh, John and, definitely doesn't. And, because and he's not—he's asking for thirty you, guaranteed. Again, the reason I keep alluding to Dante Wilder is because that's who was used as a comparison yeah. model, right? So Dante Wilder has no manager, has no agent. Yeah, he no, you're right. No lawyer. agent. He takes he one fight lawyer. contracts every so, single time. So, so if we're gonna compare to that, how many people are sucking at the teeth, fucking John Jones? How many more? You a shit fuck ton. You know, all of them. From the bicycle coach to the motherfucker, all of them are suckling at that fucking teeth. 
So if you, if we're going to make comparisons about, you know what I mean? They're never comparing apples to apples. Again, it starts from within. Is John Jones starting from fucking within? Hey, you know what? Here's the deal. I asked for three million and I'm willing to do four months of worldwide promotion. Now, what I want for that is whatever percentage of the back end money. Right? Where where's the UFC at? Like it's just that simple. But they don't none of them are fucking disclosing any of that, which is really the only way to judge who the fuck is crazy and who's an asshole and who's yeah. a victim. You know, the rest of it is just bullshit insinuation. Like well, uh, just Dana like, loves because we're of course. right now. Yes, of course. This is good for him. This is good for Dana White. No, this is good for you. Dana White is taking the high road here. There's no bullshit he loves here. He is trying to. He does not. He's not no, happy this with is... this. Why would he be happy with this? When what situation? Everyone's what talking to... about this. That's not the good. Gonna pay, the world's going to pay. world is going to pay attention to the UFC again. The world is paying attention to the UFC. No, not really. Yeah, really. The ratings are through the roof right now. It's the only sport out. And yeah, but like in terms of like right on your average mainstream media type sports center type segment, UFC is typically not one of the. Now it is. Now it is. It's starting to become for sure. It's starting to become and stuff like this adds to that. Stuff like this helps to that. You say? Yeah, it adds to the headlines. It makes MMA more newsworthy. It is not good that you and your best fighter are beefing. That is no. I can't. That's who it's always been for twenty years. That's the only way Dana White knows how to promote most of his... Not Habib and Connor. Habib and Connor, he's been good with. Anderson Silva, he's yeah, been cool that, with. Yeah, but those are anomalies. And he has had these issues with Connor. They just squash him real quick. Before yeah, because Dana's his bitch. I'm retired on Twitter. He did the same thing John Jones is doing. Exactly. And, over, and, and what happened to Connor's fucking... Because as much as we say, yeah, he Fight retired season. on Twitter. And, yeah, Connor was demanding a stake in the company, and he shut the fuck up about that. Why that was a stupid demand. But I, I, we helped you. We helped you make a ton of money on your fucking whiskey, and now you're yeah. a billionaire in a different fucking mode. So you feel equal to us. So you're no longer demanding that we just hand it to you. No, I think Dana White's the best promoter in sports. I, I don't have any knock on him. I really do. And even no, if he, I don't he, either. But that's who he is. No, no. This is what he does every time with it. Million fighters since the beginning of the UFC. There's been this in the news. But listen, there's, there's you guys act. You guys act like they don't pay their fighters well. Like guys like Cowboy have come out and said, "I'm so thankful." George St. Pierre, I'm so thankful to the UFC. Yeah, the guys they take care of for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 10, they don't, they 10, don't... 20 guys out of a roster of like 200 people. Because the, the 10, 20 guys are bringing in the numbers. They're just playing the real game. They're a business. Well, there's that. There's that. And Cowboy doesn't require Floyd Mayweather type of money. No, Cowboy, Cowboy gets paid about six hundred thousand dollars a fight, bro. Yeah, he gets paid yeah, a shit but ton. he worked his way there yeah. through grinding it and, and continuously happy, adding fights. And happy being able to hand build a fucking barn on his ranch in undesirable land in New Mexico, because when he bought that shit, nobody lived there. So mm -hmm. it's a different perspective than a guy that wants a private jet, like fucking Tyson Fury. And what, you know what I'm saying? Like that's are two different fucking worlds, dude. You have Chad Mendes that wants to hunt and not and be able to have child. Uh, I mean, uh, healthcare, you know, and you have other people like Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson that want to be fucking a rap star. Like, it's a different perspective. They all have Mighty Mouse doesn't want to be a rap star. I'm just saying, they have different ideas of what that success looks like. Oh, sure, sure. Um, as we've been talking, John Jones just made another tweet. Someone responded to him saying, you're hurting yourself more than you're hurting the UFC. And he responded by saying, I hurt myself every time I walk out there and take a punch to the head. And I don't feel that my pay is worth it, worth it anymore. 
That's, that's, that's fair. I don't know if I believe that. I think he's just reacting out of him. It's just clear to you, like, and this is just an example in life. What happens? This is why you gotta train your mind. Look at Dana White here. He looks like the clear cut better man. He's just on another level mentally. He's controlling where he got on the interview and he said, Listen, I don't he's a yeah. grown man. I can't control him. Let him say what he wants. Listen, I'll pay him if he sells. Just because you're the greatest of all time doesn't mean you get you deserve thirty million. That's what he said. Now if you can sell, you deserve thirty million. And that right there is the hard earned hard nosed truth, but it's the truth. Accept it, John. Sell. Create your you own can't podcast. Play chicken with Dana. You can't play chicken yeah, with Dana. You just can't. With Dana, Dana has to know that you're gonna keep the steering wheel straight and yeah. lower it. Yeah. And I'll give you the perfect example. But he'll take care of you if you do. In my no, opinion. No, no, no. Fuck, fuck taking care of it. Man to man. Forget about money or business. That's what Dana needs as a guy to respect another guy or at least to, to keep his distance. And you know how I know this? The fucking Brendan Shop drama that they had. Mm-hmm. All right? <laughs> Dana White threw some shade at Shaw like three or four years ago that was completely unwarranted, right? The rumor is that when Shaw dated Ronda Rousey, Ronda was Dana's side piece, and Dana was not fucking happy with that shit, which is why he started fucking with Brendan. I don't Brendan's I don't advice. Hold on, hold on. Brendan's advice to Ronda conflicted with the advice of the company, right? Because it was more directed towards Ronda. No, I don't so they started this. having. Hold on. So they started having issues in that regard. That's when Brandon starts getting the, the Travis Brown fights and all this shit. All right, now, the, the reason I'm bringing this, bringing this up is because about three or four years, they're both different relationships and nobody gives a shit about anybody else. Brandon's not in the UFC and all that. But about four years ago, uh, Dana White said some shitty shit about Shab, right? And they engaged on Twitter. Yeah. It all ended. It all ended when Shab told, told, told on Twitter, said, look, man, you and I know the truth. Don't make, me, don't make me say anything else. The ball is on your court. And then he put a fucking hashtag Eskimo Brothers. Dana White didn't say shit ever again. That speaks volumes. Oh, why? You don't want your life blown up? Because he was willing to go there. So if there is a nuclear bomb... He won't go there. So if Johnny Jones has this text and all this shit, he needs to be clear with all his shit and be willing, though, to press that button. Because at least from my perspective, when I saw that, that's the only time I've seen fucking uh, uh, Dana White shut his fucking mouth. He has kids. He has a fucking wife. No one wants to ruin Rhonda's reputation yeah. or life because she avoided all those fucking things and everything. But do you think it was a coincidence that Rhonda's new husband is the one that got matched up with Brandon? Yeah, I don't believe that. Whatsoever. I don't even consider that a thought. Well, I here's, think, here's, I my, here's my thing. It's like, just because, yes, okay, yes, I'm not denying the chance that an employee could have engaged in sexual intercourse with her boss, as well as multiple other employees at the same time. Sure. So basically, number one, you're calling Ronda Rousey a hoe. I'm not disputing that. She could be. But number, number two, I just don't... Dana's a family man. He has children. I'm not going to think... People say LeBron James cheats. I'm sorry, the good in me doesn't see that. I don't think LeBron James cheats. I don't think Dana White would cheat on his family. Oh, I, I well, that we have. I mean, Dana White's a degenerate gambler. Yeah, we have a so, completely different perspective. What does that have to do? That. What does that have to do? Oh, I'm a degenerate gambler. That means I'm not having a my relationship because I, I like to gamble. That's some, that's, that's some bullshit. Come on, bro. I mean, it's just, right, it's indicative. It's indicative to the quality so? character. How, oh, really? How the, so? UFC, yeah. the UFC is a homegrown company. And 
Dana White went to Gorman. He's married to his Gorman High School sweetheart. Exactly. And this this would be far from the first time that there's been multiple allegations from multiple. Now you're right, baby. For for fucking two <laughs> decades, dude. This, this this conversation is no surprise, and it's not by far the first time. This is this is a like this is an accepted, known, basic fucking thing, but. Obviously, it's none of my fucking business. All no, I'm you're saying right. Is, all I'm saying is, why would you shut the fuck up then? No, I agree. I agree. I think it does say something in the sense that he does kind of, you know, cyborg the cyborg. He could crush up like a bug. Yeah, he, he has could. so much more money, so much more power. Why would you shut up? I'm not going to assume that he a person. Goes that, 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 Twitter. If I have, you if I have two followers, you fucking pussy. Listen, that that's, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, boss in your court, sir. That's in my opinion. I, I don't, I don't really agree with that because you're basically slandering him, and I'm putting myself in his. I'd get mad. Like, how are you going to assume that of me without any proof? Just a notion. Why does your mind go direct that way? That's my one thing. Is I'm not going to assume that of him. However, if you say that Brendan Shaw tweeted that with that hashtag, with that hashtag. I will concur that there's something fishy going on, and I might be a little bit too naive. No, and it's a, it's a matter of fact that Rhonda and Brandon were were. Uh, yes, I know that. That's there's very. It's also a matter of fact that that when Travis and Rhonda fought, it wasn't too long after Travis left uh, his wife, by the way, for Rhonda Rousey. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. How Rhonda Rousey's a home worker. But since it was the Golden Girl Rhonda Rousey, we were not gonna bring up. I don't like Rhonda like that. Shit. She's annoying and no, corny. No, I mean, I, listen, she was good at what she was good at, but I, and I'm not into this for the character of the people, nor do I think that Dana White cheating on his wife is like makes him a piece of shit. I'm just saying, the one time I've seen him back down was that situation. So if John Jones or anybody else really wants to play chicken with him, I've seen him react the way that they need him to react. And that is put his feet to the fire. But he has so much power and he's good at being a promoter and a bully and nobody really... Nobody really locks horns with him, except for Bob Arum, who said now he's not a threat because he's an old man. But nobody really locks horns with him. However, when somebody does, if he doesn't have the upper hand, he's not stupid enough to blow up his whole life or to make himself look like an asshole. So I, that's what keeps me from believing what John Jones is saying. I think that what he wants is a modification. I believe they want guaranteed money like what they heard from the boxers. Without Interesting. Dante Wilder takes a gamble every time he fights by betting on himself. I don't think these boys realize that that's the avenue to make that guaranteed Floyd Mayweather money. Because you have to get to the next level of being a fighter promoter yeah. to get Mayweather money. Now you're a promoting partner right yeah. so now you're showtime and mayweather promotions so you have a fee as the talent which is the boxer and you have a back-end money from the promoting side of it it's doable but it requires for you to bet on yourself to get your big boy pants on <laughs> the sympathy for the fucking public for your pay structure i think they have to be more clear and more transparent well what the fuck did you ask for that's so unreasonable 50 million a hundred million? Like what is I listen, I, I don't I don't I think that this situation is a little bit on edge. I think that 
I personally don't think you should pay the fighters more. A little bit more, but there has to be a compromise, not to that much of an extent. I don't care how much it is, as long as you agree on the contract. Yes. Sign a contract and abide by that by shutting the fuck up. That's what a gentleman does. Yes. A gentleman doesn't sign a contract and turns around and goes, well, I'm going to take this, but I really didn't oh, want God. to. That kind of made me sign it. Come on, pussy. You signed the fucking contract. God damn it. You know? <laughs> fucking bothers me, man. The well, thing, let's fucking, no, let's no, take no, that energy. Let me tell you why it hits me up. Because the same fucks that are always complaining about their contract don't want to have contracts with their coaches. And they ditch their fucking coaches owing them money all the time. But you don't hear them talking about how many coaches they fucked over that helped them get to the fucking tippy top while they refuse to have them on their contract and they're asking for a better contract. All right. Let's fucking wrap the show up. We've been going for two yeah, hours, boys. This is way too long. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, coming up in this upcoming week, we will be having an interview with professional fighter Juan Adams. So keep an eye out on the YouTube channel, on the social media. You guys incredible news. Last week. <laughs> oh, let me finish. Let me finish. Last week, we had this interview with uh, Julian Marquez. If you're watching on Twitch and you're seeing this on YouTube and whatnot, go back. Go check it out. It was super dope. Um, we're getting bigger and better every time. That's it. Fucking extra MMA episode number 38. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at what? Extra Athletics? At Extra Athletics? Correct, Cena? That's the Instagram we're pointing people towards? Yes, sir. We Perfect. will fix the overlay. I'll get Carlos's name. I don't like Perfect. how I put yeah. Carlos's Instagram up and then his name. I'll fix the overlays. It's fine. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. So you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Andrew underscore the hut with two T's. Carlos is at T2M. MMA, Wolfchild on Instagram, at Wolfchild1980 on Twitter. You can follow Cena at Extra Cena on Twitter, at Extra Period Cena on Instagram. And uh, yeah, if you're just listening to the audio, you know the drill. Fucking follow on Spotify, subscribe, leave a five star review. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave a comment, hit the bell so you're notified every time we drop a video. If you're watching live on Twitch, hey, shout out to you, Mr. Fartnite. Uh, it's been fun watching you babble on in chat. And it's not uh, fun for me. I've, I've, that, like, I've honestly want to shit on you. Like, I really want to shit on you. And I think uh, I don't have much patience. If you catch me one of these days on a bad day, far night, I might tell you to stop. Now, I'm not playing fishy on me. That's my one thing. Keep talking, but you may. That's the worst song of all time, Fortnite. So we have a uh, we have our own troll of the show, and we appreciate you. Yeah, a lot of time on his hands. So, uh, remember, if you want to watch the show live and interact with us like Fortnite does, you can go on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Extra Cena. We go live every Sunday at 12 p.m. And on Facebook. And on Facebook. And, and on YouTube next week. YouTube. So, follow the channel, drop a subscription, tell a friend. Remember, if you tell two friends, they're going to tell two friends, and then we get exponential growth. And that's fucking it. We're out here building an empire. Extra MMA. Another week, another dollar. I'm never playing fishy on me. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's go, right, guys. guys.